You are listening to Mini Bows and Magic by Marina Mouse Vlogs, and here's your host, Marina Mouse. Ready to begin. Hi guys, Marina Mouse here from Marina Mouse Vlogs, and welcome to our podcast, Mini Bows and Magic. Today, we are going to take you into a whole new world. Get it? And we're talking about the live action Aladdin and the animated classic Aladdin. Okay, so I have my cousin Christy here. She's the founder of Risky Productions. She's an independent filmmaker and she's my cousin. So our whole lives, I mean, no offense, but like there's always been something that you're obsessed with. And what we're talking about today was one of your obsessions, the live action Aladdin. So we're definitely going to compare and contrast the original Aladdin to the live action Aladdin. You want to give a little spiel? I really like the live action Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do too. I really, so I, you know. <laughs> well, here's, here's a little uh, breakdown of the obsession. So I saw an advanced screening of Aladdin and. How do you get all these advanced screenings? Because you saw an advanced screening of Beauty and the Beast too. Skills. Yes. Um, so I saw an advanced screening of Aladdin. I saw it the day it came out. I saw it, I think, twice more that weekend. I also, so it came out, I think, May 24th. I oh went to God. Spain on May 31st. I saw it twice in Spain. The end of June, I was in St. Louis for a shoot, and I saw it there by myself. And I, yeah, I saw it a lot more than that in theaters. I and probably we saw it. In Hollywood Studios, we saw the preview for Walt's One Man's Dream that when you go to the Disney parks and there's a movie coming out in a couple months, you get this like exclusive I don't think I was there for that. You had to be because we saw the her like beautiful dress. I was not there for that. Dang, I was. I know. I saw the outfit in person. Yeah. So I was later. Yeah. So I I saw it a lot in theaters. So it came out on. August 27th, the day before my birthday, and I was recovering from surgery. So I bought it on digital and then watched it a million times as well. That's a lot of times. I I lost count. But I think I saw it over 10 times in theaters. So when I was like before Disney has really gotten, I feel like Disney is like tailspinned with new releases within the past like couple of years. But before like Frozen and Tangled and Brave and like all that like second string collection came out it was really like beauty and the beast cinderella sleeping beauty aladdin and then like tarzan hercules mulan and like that was kind of it for a while i feel so growing up aladdin was one of my favorites always like obviously beauty and the beast is my number one but i loved aladdin and then when hercules and mulan came out and i do love tarzan also like those kind of jumped on my list um so i love the original I think, obviously, like, we have to talk about the cast of the original, like, having Robin Williams as Genie is amazing. The voice of the original Jafar is, like, just such a powerful villain voice. Like, even I've met Jafar during Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party in the Magic Kingdom, and, like, he's intimidating. He's, like, nine feet tall, and you just feel this, like, aura of, like, there's not a good person, like, in there. Um... But I love the original cast, and I've seen Aladdin twice on Broadway, which we're definitely going to talk about at Disney Broadway in the future. But fun fact about the Aladdin on Broadway, the original voice of Jafar was the Jafar in the Broadway cast. He's, like, old. 
Like, I don't know how he has the stamina to, like, Broadway is tough. You're doing shows, like, five days a week. It was amazing to hear that, like, villainous laugh in person. But with that being said, the new cast of Aladdin was incredible. I think there was a lot of, like, hesitation with having Will Smith step in as genie, um, especially because Robin Williams is, like, these immense shoes to fill. Um, And I think Will Smith, the only way he agreed to the role was to sort of make the genie his own yeah, because he knew he couldn't compare to Robin Williams. And I think that there's like this homage that like you have to pay to Robin Williams. And I blew me away. Like Will Smith did it right. Um, And Mina Masood was a very studly Aladdin. He's so cute. I thought he was amazing. And Naomi Scott, I thought was like, I like her just as an actress, like she was in like a couple other things. And I've just always, you know, you have those actresses that you're like, Oh, I really like watching her. Um, and she was incredible. Well, the first time she was with Disney was with lemonade, lemonade mouth. mouth. <laughs> so she wasn't new to Disney at the yeah. time of Aladdin. I think that they did lemonade mouth to like, keep an eye on her. Cause they knew that she was going to have something bigger ahead. And I did think it was funny that she called her dad, Baba in both of them. Like I, it, was like very deja vu for me. That's part of the Indian culture. Yeah, but still, like I just, I don't know. It like, it it reminds you of other movies. Like I was even saying with the live action Mulan, that initial scene with her like running on the roof reminded me of Hercules with the Frisbee. I like when that happens. All right, well, let's talk about the costuming for this film. I mean, I think that the original... Aladdin like aside from the Prince Ali scene it's you know you're animated so Jasmine has that like signature turquoise outfit mm-hmm. and that's kind of it for the most of the movie um but I got to see that like fuchsia I don't know if robe is the right word but it's like a gown with like this beautiful robe cape? over it cape I don't know I don't know what the correct term is but it was stunning in person. So I think that like the color that they brought into this movie was absolutely beautiful. Did you know that all of her dresses had a touch of the turquoise in them? I did not, but I always appreciate when Disney does something like that. They, they just do it right. And then what about the scene with that fuchsia dress, the pink one, um, where she's walking down the stairs to meet Prince Anders I the thought he perfect. was so funny. Yeah. He's like, I love good humor in a Disney movie. And he like, I, he just makes me laugh. He's like, he's a cat. <laughs> I love that. But what about how the dress flowed perfectly down the stairs? Do you remember that? No. You don't remember that? No, but I'm sure, that it was, I'm sure it was beautiful. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it was very, it felt very authentic to the culture to have like all these beautiful bright colors and like it looked like silk i don't know if it's all silk but it's just like this like flowing fabric throughout and i even said when we talked about the live action mulan they had the scene at the end in the bamboo tower with like all these long draped curtains and it reminded me of aladdin it's just you know it's really beautiful what about the transition from aladdin to prince ali i mean it's just fabulous like, I feel like Swarovski was involved. And everything sparkled and was bedazzled. And I don't know. What did you think? I mean, I, I liked it. But I think I find Aladdin more attractive than Prince Ali. 
Maybe if he washed his clothes. I mean, I love Prince. I love Aladdin, but like Prince Ali is kind of flamboyant. Like I like the rugged and like Aladdin is just more genuine. So I think that everyone kind of gravitates towards that a little bit more. Nobody wants a liar. I don't care how much money you have. True. Maybe that's why. Maybe. And now let's get into the music, but let's start with the songs that were in the original. So Let's talk about Friend Like Me first. Well, I feel like they hit every song from the original into the live action and and more, like plus some. Um, Friend Like Me, I love the choreography. I thought it was amazing. I even liked, was it the same song when they did that like choreographed dance outside in the fountain? It wasn't the same song. I don't know what that was. That was like a classical Indian song, I think. Maybe. But it reminded me of Friend Like Me. Like, they keep that, like, same melody throughout. It's like Titanic. Like, every scene, there's My Heart Will Go On. It's like that. Like, you always are just hearing that same, like, tone. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I love the music. And A Whole New World has always been just, like, a a beautiful ballad. I think it's – I always say, like, it's in my top ten. But, like, it's in my top ten for sure. Um, and I'm like a little judgy. We're going to talk about Broadway. I didn't think that the Broadway A Whole New World was good enough. No. And you know how judgy I am, especially with Ariel's who sing Part of Your World. Yes. Which does not make my top 10 to shock everyone. Like, I love The Little Mermaid, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with A Whole New World, I think they really did a good job. But yeah. Then again, Naomi Scott is a singer first. She's an incredible, incredible talent with Mm -hmm. her voice. Like, thank goodness it was her because you need a powerhouse singer for Jasmine. And I think maybe that's where, like, no offense, I I don't think that the Jasmine on Broadway hit it. Like, Jeannie on Broadway, amazing. Jafar on Broadway, amazing. I love Aladdin. Sorry, Jasmine. Just the voice didn't do it for me. You have different budgets between... Ooh. Aladdin and Broadway. So to find oh, someone yeah, with that for sure. skill, I you were talking about just the girl budget. I was like, dang, that's that's a deep comment. <laughs> but I get it. Like, obviously, you're gonna the cost of a movie production versus the cost of a Broadway production is gonna be different. But Naomi Scott, kudos, killed it. Now, just back to casting a little bit. Um, so this film was, I think, the most diverse, yes. diversely cast film. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I thought Jafar was like to go. It's it's hard to go from an animated villain to a live action mm-hmm. villain. And Jafar in the live action was terrifying. Like he they really brought a new level of like he was trying to invade her mother's country or I don't know if it was another country or just mm-hmm. another like village or whatever it is. No, it was a different. I don't if know. You call it a country. Yeah. Um, but he was intense and like did it right and i think that jafar is one of the worst villains from like a person perspective like i love hades i think he's hilarious gaston is just vain like jafar is evil like probably in line with like i mean maleficent you kind of see this other side of her with the live action maleficent but like who really is a terrible terrible villain other than Jafar. And like even Ursula, like she takes her voice. Like that's not, it's not great, but she's not going to kill a million people. He was going to ruin her, a whole country. Mm-hmm. He was intense. I was, I was afraid of him. 
Now, what about Speechless from a musical standpoint? Holy Hannah. I know. Oh my God. That song is, and like, I love that they did it twice. Like to have the original and the reprise. And I know you have some fun facts about that song, but that song is like one of, again, we're talking top 10, one of the most beautiful Disney songs. And honestly, I think the best live action of any movie. I do love the new Christina Aguilera song, but I think it still comes to second if you're talking just live action music. That song is perfect. Like, and honestly beats the music in Beauty and the Beast. Definitely. So that was the, the live lyri- action, not the original. <laughs> the lyrics were by Pasek and Paul and the music was by Alan Menken. I mean, who- Alan Menken is a god. Yes. <laughs> he, he needs a star on the Walk of Fame. He definitely is up there with, I mean, like, he should be close with Walt. Definitely. And um, cinematography wise, Speechless was one of my favorite shots. Yeah. Actually, speechless part two, because so he she like she actually taught the first verse of that song. She actually sang live um, while filming. And. Then once she says, I won't be silenced, from that point forward, it was filmed in one shot. So the camera moves with her throughout the entire set. Um, She had to film it, I believe, twice. I mean, more than twice, but two different ways where the people were there. And then also she filmed it with no characters around. So where you see the different characters fading away as she's coming closer to Jafar they weren't really there. So that was done and that was CGI, you know, to have them fade away. I mean, again, though, credit to Naomi Scott. Like you saw the neck, bul- like her, <laughs> the vein bulging out of her neck from like the power of singing that song. Like I, not that I can hit a tune regardless, but like I can't hold a candle to like hitting the strength behind that song. That song is perfect. And I don't know if we even like harped on Alan Menken enough, but like, is he in your top, five people that you want to meet yes like how high up on the top does he go so i'm not really a meet a celebrity type of person like i let them live their life but i think he's probably in the top three that if i have a fangirl moment i probably would and you know that i don't go composed i don't go up to celebrities (laughs) marina does so well she makes comments i work in manhattan so i've seen a ton of celebrities like from miranda lambert to like real housewives but i've had one in particular (laughs) moment where i saw john krasinski on the street and i lost it like i had a full I I use profanity. There was maybe five people around. So he definitely knew that we knew it was him. But oh my God, like the only time I've ever fangirled. And I've met like musicians and like, you know, you're normal and excited. I think I have more of a fangirl moment like meeting Belle and Beast in the Magic Kingdom than I do meeting a celebrity Hmm. other than John Krasinski. I think if I saw Alan Menken on the street in Manhattan, I would go up to him because I feel like that's a once in a lifetime moment and i don't i don't think he would care so much because i, I don't think a lot of that i don't think a lot of people would approach him maybe yeah. only the big fans really know who he is i think that he would appreciate it i definitely think he would so alan if you're listening to this <laughs> my phone number is <laughs> <laughs> we want to meet and greet i mean who knows maybe they'll do it in disney we're going to talk about disney festivals but 
I, you know, obviously love going to Epcot and going to Festival of the Arts. And I met Dirk Wunderlich, who is the legacy artist for Thomas Kincaid. And I had a fangirl moment for, with him. And it ended up, you know, butting into something bigger, which is amazing. But, like, just I went up to him and I was like, oh, my God, I'm a huge fan. Like, I've been a fan of Thomas Kincaid since I was 10 and, like, had a moment. And I think that he appreciated it, but also was like, who is this person? I would fly out for a day if Alan Menken was at a festival. I would do it. Totally. No hesitation. Now, back to a whole new world. Um, let's talk about the behind the scenes of that. So have I ever showed you the behind the scenes video of that? How that was filmed? I don't think so. So that Did they do the bird? I don't remember. They did not do the bird. They did not do the bird. But we love the bird. That do. ah! (laughs) Like in the Yeah. In the animated. I think that we definitely called it out that they missed that. Yeah. And I I like little touches like that. I saw it with Ryan, your brother, and we were I think he may have been when I saw it. No, I saw it once before. But I was waiting for him to make a comment because he always does the bird. I think that there are people that still call while they watch the movie to get the bird yeah. in. <laughs> but um, so that scene was filmed. They were on sort of like a makeshift carpet. Um, it was 20 feet up in the air on a Oh, rig. I have seen this. And it were... looks like a fire truck almost. Not really, like but a- kind of. Yeah. So it had hydraulics so it could move like a carpet. There mm-hmm. were a ton of different points along the carpet to make it move and look seamless um and i remember hearing in an interview that because they were so high up they couldn't get the makeup artist to constantly go up so mina masood at one point had to touch up naomi scott's makeup <laughs> just like a you know, a little touch up but it's the um, kind of guy you need in your life <laughs> <laughs> so that that seems really cool so i recommend you can go on youtube and just look up a whole new world behind the scenes and you'll yeah. see that video and they actually do something cool with the carpet on Broadway too, but we'll ta- we'll save that for the Broadway yes. episode. Um, also, so the desert scenes were filmed in the country Jordan, um, and mainly just with Will Smith, Mina Masood, Jafar, and um, I forgot who played Jafar. I don't know his name. Um, but yeah, so the cinematography, a lot of it was CGI, but the cinematography and the way the camera moved throughout a lot of scenes was very interesting. Oh, and. Mina Masood had to train in sort of like scuba diving. So the scene where he's oh, drowning, that's a big scene. the scene where he's drowning, he, they actually had him in a very deep water tank. I would not survive that. Like, no. So they have this very large water tank um, in London somewhere and they had scuba divers underwater, but he would film his scenes literally underwater with no no oxygen tank Terrifying. nothing and then when they would call cut the scuba divers would come over and oh give them the mess no that would freak me out how is it that like like i gotta give disney enough credit because i've been watching behind the scenes of titanic and the whole scene where the boat sinks they're in like a foot of water how come he is a hundred feet down um i think because they have the technology to do that do you with this poor guy? Well, that he is trained intense. for it. I mean, any film, I would want a stunt double for that one. Please and thank yeah. you. <laughs> well, maybe he wanted to do it. Maybe. I mean, I'm sure if you are a certified scuba diver, it doesn't scare you. But something like that is intimidating to me. I also am a terrible swimmer. Like, I could doggy paddle and, like, that's about it. I think I would be able to do it. Probably. I think it's just a matter of learning how to equalize your ears. 
and then you're fine. You can just go down there, film the scene, you know. <laughs> no big deal. Just a day of work. I'm just going to go down there. Um, but Pass. I'm I'm a very good swimmer versus <laughs> yeah. you, so. Not so much. I could, tr- like, I could hold my own. I could tread water, but, like, I am no Michael Phelps. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think I'm, like, up to his knee if we were to really talk about, like, tread quality. Mm-hmm. All righty. Um, so we talked about costume, we talked about music, we talked about cast, cinematography. I do want to touch on the love story. I think Aladdin and Jasmine is a beautiful love story. I they, think they, they had they great chemistry too. They had amazing chemistry together. And I liked that the live action did a second love story. Yes. And has like a full, like, Will Smith, you deserve love too. I know mm-hmm. he has Jada, but like. They deserved that. I thought that was so cute. And I really liked the relationship that she had with her hand handmaiden? Handmaid? Her yeah. servant? I don't I don't even consider her a servant because I feel like I they were real handmaid. friends. Yeah. But I loved that they kind of went back and forth a little bit and then they had their moment. And I liked that it kind of brought it 360 from the beginning of the movie to the end of the movie, like them telling their story. Loved that. Gotta throw love in there. I'm such a hopeless romantic. Yeah, but I definitely think that Aladdin and Jasmine, the casting was perfect. Yes. Um, because you could really see their chemistry yeah. on screen. Agreed. For sure. Now, touch upon whether, which one did you like more, the animated or the live action for Aladdin? So I've always said that, like, aside from Cinderella, Cinderella live action does more for me than the animated. These two are really neck and neck for me. Like, I can't decide and i think it's like what mood are you in but it like if i had to pick one to watch right now i think i would pick the live action and that's a tough that's a tough jump to make like they they did it right i definitely like the live action better kudos i liked the music i liked the colors i liked the choreography i really just thought that it was a really good movie yeah and i'm very upset that they cut desert moon from the live action well that's all you well, that's that's a new duet with them. So yeah. it's Jasmine waiting for him, but he never comes. And then she's singing on her balcony and he's singing in the desert as he's being taken away by Jafar. So it's kind of like they're, they're both there and the moon is kind of the thing that's pulling them together. Um, I mean, but it's a really lovely been, song. That might have been a miss on... Like that might not have been the best decision, especially knowing how good of a singer Naomi Scott is. Maybe that's something that they should have included. Well, I Check think... Check out the deleted scenes. I, th- <laughs> I think this Aladdin was about two hours and 12 minutes, I think, with credits. Really? So they, re- they, they really had to cut a lot of scenes. And I don't think Desert Moon is to the magnitude of a whole new world. Definitely well, not. I but, mean, how can you be? I'm shocked that they good. were able to get speechless up there. That's oh, a hard they- thing to do. To beat, to beat a whole new world is a challenge. And I think that Speechless did it. So maybe they yeah. just wanted to give her that powerhouse moment. And mm-hmm. I think that they did. So I think that was the difference between the live action and the animated was that they gave Jasmine more power. She was more outspoken. She didn't, especially with the scene at the end, um, the, mar- the almost marriage with Jafar. I feel like in the original, it was more like they made her seem... Fragile. goofy kind of in a sense um she had her moments where she pretended like that but i think in this in the live action they really gave her the power the strength and showed it from the start with that song well i think too like disney is also 
very smart from like a cultural standpoint. Like we talked about the Mulan, like I am woman, hear me roar. I like that Disney's doing that. Like Rapunzel was awesome. Like I want a frying pan as my weapon. Um, They did, you know, Merida was her own person. Elsa was someone that people idolize over Anna because she didn't need a man. And like, you can't marry a man you first met. I like that they did that for Jasmine. Like, she was the breadwinner. And I I love that. Like, she deserves it. Good for you, girl. Keep going. All right. So that's pretty much a wrap on Aladdin. I definitely, I mean, I'm giving out mini bows like they're nothing. But I give the original and the live action each five mini bows out of five. Um, And, like, we're going to keep doing these chats about comparing live action to animated. So if you like it, let us know, I guess. Um... And and we've definitely hit on an episode that's coming up in the future talking about Disney on Broadway. So if you liked our little chats about Aladdin on Broadway, there's definitely a lot more of that to come as well. How many mini bows would you give it? The animated, three and a half, four, the live action, five out of five. Awesome. Agreed. Well, thanks so much for listening. Thank you for checking out Mini Bows and Magic Podcast. And I also want to give a shout out to my cousin Anthony for hashtagging Marina Mouse Pods. And we'll see you in a New York Magical Minute.